0: Welcome to the Beef Watch Podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension beef educator. For today's Beef Watch Podcast, we're going to discuss an article from the April issue of the Beef Watch newsletter titled Options for Estrus Synchronization This Breeding Season. To discuss this topic, I'm joined today by Dr. Casey McCarthy, who's a Nebraska Extension cow-calf specialist. Thanks for joining me today.
1: Well, glad to be here.
0: Dr. McCarthy, as we record this podcast, we're sitting here in early to mid-April, and for many folks, they're in the midst of calving season, but that also means the breeding season's not that far off. In this article, you highlight different options that producers can consider if they're thinking about utilizing the technology of ester synchronization. Walk through with us why this tool can be valuable and where producers might find resources to utilize If they're considering this as an option or considering different methods than maybe they've used before?
1: Great question, Aaron. I think as we are moving through calving or maybe wrapping up calving at this point in time, having a successful breeding season really starts with planning. And one opportunity to utilize some tools that could benefit producers would be that utilization of ester synchronization. Uh, When we think of estrus synchronization, the the main goals here um, and opportunities would be allowing more of our females to be bred earlier in the breeding season. I've spoken with a number of producers thinking about how we can manage postpartum interval um, and maybe shorten that time for our late calving females to move up into that breeding season so we're not extending our breeding season. And then ultimately really targeting more females to become pregnant earlier in the season. And so what that means or translates to is as we increase that number of cows and and heifers bred early in the breeding season, now we have more calves born early Uh, with that similar age. We generally tend to see a similar weight and size, which results in a more uniform calf crop at weaning. And so as we are working through and thinking about our, you know, our calving season, we can get more number of cows uh, to become pregnant early, uh, which really just helps kind of that bottom line as well. And so when I think of those opportunities, that also doesn't mean that we need to utilize technologies such as artificial insemination. Is it a great opportunity? Yes. But we can also use synchronization of estrus with natural service or, or bull bred herds. And so we have opportunities to consolidate some of the that energy and time and that labor associated with some of our protocols, um, but ultimately um, helps us kind of navigate our breeding season and, and be a little more strategic uh, with our, our calf herd and our timing related to, to breeding or, or calving. So when I think about you know, the the protocols and the resources and the tools that we have available. Um, one site uh, that I generally encourage folks to take a look at would be the Beef Reproduction Task Force site, which is beefrepro.org. Uh, this group works on establishing in testing and providing resources for the most up-to-date protocols uh, related to estrus synchronization for cows and heifers. They also have protocols related to natural service, to AI, fixed time AI, to heat detection, and also have protocols related to embryo transfer that, that may be advantageous for some folks as well. They have a number of different protocols, and ultimately, it really just depends on the producer's goals, um, what those advantages and disadvantages may be to some of those protocols. And most oftentimes, that's going to come down to cost, time, and labor.
0: One of the things I really like that the Beef Reproduction Task Force has is the estrus Synchronization Planner. That's an Excel-based spreadsheet tool. You can download that. You can put in a, a program you're thinking about, an estrus Synchronization program you're considering. And then it maps out for you by date when you need to put the drugs in, the timing of AI. So that really is a nice tool as well, I think, especially for scheduling and also sometimes just for helping to remind folks, okay, what drug are we giving which day? Because if you give the wrong thing at the wrong time, uh, it will not work correctly. So that's a really nice tool. And I think uh, one that I see really being nice to, as you talked about earlier, scheduling Uh, Even sitting down now and saying, okay, when do we want to breed the cows? That tool allows you to back up and say, okay, here's the dates and times, and we're going to need to be administering the different uh, drugs needed to make that happen.
1: Yeah, that's a great point, Aaron. I think that is an extremely valuable tool, and I, I utilize it in the classroom here on campus, as well as working with producers uh, to think about that calendar, because timing is extremely important with these types of technologies. And so we're thinking about you know starting early in the morning for a protocol. We want to try to beat the heat, um, or maybe we have family coming in for Fourth of July, and we want to make sure uh, that we get all of our breeding done prior to you know the the holidays. Uh, This is a great opportunity to put in, you know, the the types of products, the protocol that you want. You can compare different protocols. And so looking at timing, number of times through the shoot, depending on what products you have available, you can enter all of those um, if you're using a cedar insertion. Or if you're feeding MGA for heifers, this all can be mapped out and it it gives you a really nice calendar of events uh, that ultimately helps you kind of think through that timing. And then another resource uh, that could be uh, advantageous for some comparisons related to cost would be the UNL's breeding cost calculator. And that is another resource that will evaluate so you can compare costs associated with AI and natural service and some of those other costs that might be, be interested in comparing and deciding what type of protocol you want to use.
0: Dr. McCarthy, anything else you want to highlight on this topic as producers evaluate, think about options for the coming breeding season?
1: Yeah, I think when we are considering some of these different protocols, um, really take a look, make sure you're understanding the timing of those and in the specific drugs that are being administered. And so um, as we think about, you know, utilizing technologies such as maybe a cedar, which is a co- constant dose of progesterone, that's going to prevent estrus that provides some flexibility in controlling that, that protocol over a, you know a five, a seven, or 14 day protocol. It's a great opportunity to uh, get anestrus cows cycling, um, and if you have questions about that, I have a a past article that dives into that a little bit more on how we can utilize those. Uh, but keep in mind that we do need to run those animals through the chute. Uh, there are some costs. You know, we were just looking this up the other day, and so. As of a, a couple weeks ago, you know those costs are roughly $14 to $15 an insert, so keep that in mind. If we're thinking about utilizing melengestrol acetate, so MGA, with our heifers, that's an oral progestin, and the big thing is making sure we're we're hitting those targeted feeding rates. That is extremely critical when we think about that protocol. And also keeping in mind that when we are done feeding for that 14 day period, we need to wait 19 days to, to give a prostaglandin and shot to heat detect and uh, potentially breed AI or natural service. And so one thing that I really like to remind producers is they may see a number of females exhibiting estrus during this 19 day period. However, this is a subfertile heat, and we do not want to breed during this time frame. I know it's it's really hard when you see a lot of activity once you're done feeding MGA, um, but we do need to to make sure that we run those heifers through 19 days later to give them that shot of prostaglandin, basically to to jumpstart that cycle, and then we can move through breeding. And so it's really important to consider number of times through the shoot, making sure if we're feeding MGA, we have adequate bunk uh, management and delivery to ensure consistent intakes. And then just making sure we're evaluating and and monitoring those animals during um, our estrus uh, to, to have the best results if we're looking at heat detection or fixed time AI. It's always great to know what we're looking for to ensure the success of some of these protocols.
0: Dr. McCarthy, thanks for putting this article together. You link to a number of excellent resources in it. And again, I think the beefrepro.org in my mind is the gold standard in terms of a place to go for resources. Lots of good information there, as well as a lot of archives of past reproduction task force meetings. Uh, Their proceedings are there. Those are really good. And then they've also got a lot of webinars as well that really cover breadth of topics on this.
1: Yes, they they do some monthly webinars. Um, And then we'll also, working with uh, one of the co-authors, Dr. Shelby Rosasco, they're working on getting their yearly meeting pulled together as well. Um, And so that will be this fall. So look for more information related to that. But this group does a great job of providing a number of different resources. So I'd encourage anyone, if they're looking for synchronization protocols, articles, webinars, again, their resource pays um, is extremely fantastic and helpful uh, when you're looking at planning for that next breeding season.
0: Well, for more information on the topic that was discussed in today's Beef Watch podcast, I would point you to the article we discussed today. It's in the April issue of the Beef Watch newsletter titled Options for Esther Synchronization in This Breeding Season. Also, again, mention the Beef Reproduction Task Force website, beefrepro.org. And again, a lot of good resources there that you can find related to ester synchronization, breeding, articles, as well as past proceedings and webinars. An excellent resource related to all things with beef reproduction.